Welcome back to the More Love podcast with Helen Reynolds. Today we have the lovely, lovely privilege of having a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Marion from Queensland, Australia. I was chatting with Marion after my talk or podcast episode with Nicole Gruel, and I was telling Marion about the NOTE experiences, the non-ordinary transcendent experience, and that I was telling her that Nicole uses this term to describe experiences that we have that are sort of non-ordinary, where we might feel a sense of time warping and an expansion of our conscious awareness, and or when our senses become more sensitive, we become more alert. Anyway, I was sharing the definition with Marion and she said, oh, I've had some of those. And we have the pleasure today of her being willing to share some very, very special moments in her life with us. So I'll hand it over to you, Marion. Hello, Helen. Hello. Um, well, my note experience, I suppose you can call them an experience, um, has have only happened since my beautiful mum passed away um, seven years ago, actually. Um, my, my story is that um, I was the youngest of four girls and my dad passed away when I was four and my mum raised us four girls um, on her own in a little tiny town in Queensland and she she just um, helped us realise just how important love, strength and kindness was in the world. Nothing else mattered except just as long as you were kind and forgiving and just shared a lot of love with people. And she always said, doesn't matter if you don't have anything else in the world, as long as you've got food in your tummy and a roof over your head and you're kind to people and you've got everything you need. So I, mum and I just had such a special, special relationship. She was my mum and my dad, I suppose, but um, we were really, really close and we shared lots of beautiful times together. She was a real pioneer for her time, I think. She was, um, she just stood up for what was right and, and um told or well, shared lots of stories with us girls but more or less told us that it didn't matter if you were that you were a girl you could do whatever you wanted to do we had no there was no restrictions because we were female and she taught us all to drive and um the first thing before we could learn to drive the first thing she did was teach us how to change the tire because we lived in a rural area and that was one of the most important things and that's just the sort of person she was. And we were really, 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 very close. And it was probably, oh, probably about a few months after she passed away, um, she'd actually bought a new car about a year before she passed away. And the day she picked it up, she just drove into town in her camper van and just stopped at the, at the, the um, car salesman and said, I just want to see which of these little cars are the best to get in and out of for me, which are the easiest. And lo and behold, she just left the camper van there and drove home in her new car. Mm. She was so excited that day. She got home and 
she had the spare key and she put it in a safe place. That was about 12 months before she died. And from that day on, she turned the house upside down to find that spare key and never, ever found it. She was. She thought she must have just lost it. She had to have another key cut to have a spare key for the new car. And um, in in her will, um, she left me her that little car. And the day that I went to her house to pick it up, I had the one key. And I just, it's so hard to explain, but I talk to mum regularly and I still do now. Um, but I actually was walking into her into her lounge room and I just said, oh, mum, I said, you know, I'm picking up your car today and I'm really glad that it's, it's my car now. And if only we could just find that spare key. And with that, and actually I have goosies now telling this story. So whenever I have goosebumps, I just know that she's near me and um, helping me through, guiding me through, because I'm probably a little bit nervous talking about this at the moment, but I know that she's there wanting me to tell the story because it's just a great comfort knowing that she's on my shoulder all the time. Mm. And anyway, I just said to her, you know, I'm going to wonder where that key is. You know, we've never found that key. And I just walked into her room and the feeling that I had, it was like, it was me, but it wasn't really me. And it was just like I was in a partial dream. And I just went straight to her dressing table and found her handbag that she used every day. And there was a tiny little secret little zippy compartment in that handbag. And I just unzipped it. And there was the spare key. It was just as though she had guided me to find that key. And I just said, "Oh, amazing, Mum! You, we found it," <laughs> and we just and I just had a little chuckle to myself, and I thought she knew she knew where that key was, and she was just telling me. <laughs> so that was just amazing. Like that, that then I realised that I would never be alone, and that she would always be with me. That was just so neat, you know, because I just knew that she will always be there with me, and um. There was another example about 10 days before she died. My mum was a great gardener. She just had the best veggie garden. She only ever bought onions and potatoes. Everything else she grew for herself. And she had the, even when she died, she had the best veggie garden. And about 10 days before um, she died, she, I, had, I was out visiting her and she gave me um, a whole lot of shallots all a big clump of shallots like I had dug them, dug them out of her garden with a spade so it was like a big clump of shallots in the sticky black soil and they filled up a bucket so I brought them home and um, they were still and I hadn't got round to planting them before she died and it was the first time I'd ever got shallots off mum and um, I thought oh my goodness it was about 10 days after she died and I thought I have to get those shallots in the ground and I had no idea how to plant them out. And I just said out loud, I said, oh, mum, how do I plant these? I've got no idea. How do I plant these shallots? And that same feeling came over me again. And I have the goosebumps again telling you this. Mm. <laughs> um, 
that same feeling, it is really hard to explain, but that dreamlike state just came over me, more or less, and um, and I just got the shallots out of the bucket and just they just divided up. They just divided up out of this sticky black dirt and I just planted them about six inches apart, four to six inches apart. I just planted them in a straight line and I just smiled and I said, ah, so that's how I do it. <laughs> and it was just like she was there showing me and I, and I just believed that with all my heart that that, that was just her showing me how to do it and there's just been so many times when I've asked her for help and I've always always got it I've always got help and I just know that she's there and I've always make sure I always thank her as well and um the probably the most recent and I, I don't even think I've told you this one Helen mm-hmm. um that the most recent was probably Oh, about 10 months, oh no, probably about 12 months ago now, um, where I work, I was being very stressful with different things and I didn't know whether it was the career that I wanted to keep going on, on that line, down that road. But I loved my job and I know that I can still help people doing what I'm doing, but it was getting very stressful with different things at work. So I said to mum many times usually when I'm swimming actually and um, when there's no other um, people sort of interrupting me or and my mind is just totally focused and and that's not that's most often when I talk to mum and I just said to her many times you know can you just please help me mum guide me on what's best for my work you know I really really want to say but can you just help me I really need some help and and with that, probably four to six weeks after, um, there was a big upheaval at work with management and things and my boss was removed and another um, temporary boss was put in and she has just been my saving grace and was she'd been here about two weeks, I think, and we had realised that her mum and dad um, knew my mum really well and um, they had gone to the same church and had the same values and everything. So I fully believe that when I asked mum to send me some help, she sent my new boss. And I've told my boss that. I said, you are my miracle. You, My mum had sent you. <laughs> so, And I really believe that. Um, She's been, yeah. So there again, there's, there's another, another, uh, probably another example of, you know, they're never gone. They're just, well, my mum hasn't, she never will be. She's just on my shoulder and there when I need her and not not to, um, you know, like just to guide me too, you know, that's how I, I feel. But it's really comforting to know that all you have to do is ask for help and, and, um, she'll be there mm. which is really nice <laughs> mm. but that's probably yeah that's probably the three times that I you know that I, recently that I can probably yeah sort of um yeah think that that's yeah <laughs> that's probably the the three most important ones that come to mind anyway 
but it's so comforting, you know. In times of horrible grief, when you don't think you can ever get back out of that grief, to know that you can just talk to them and to get those signs like that, that that they're still there, it's just beautiful. Mm. And yet, so I don't know. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) It was lovely. You made me tear up. <laughs> Millie made me tear up too, but I see I was kept thinking when she when I got the goosies I just I just knew that, you know, mum was there helping me know what to say. Mm. <laughs> it's really weird. Sometimes you sort of feel as though um I can't even explain it, you know, it's really it's beautiful. And you know, when I put my dogs to bed at night and I look up at the sky because my mum loved the stars and we'd often talk about the different constellations and things and I always and she always would show us the Southern Cross when we were kids and, and um so I see the Southern Cross now every night when I take my dogs to bed and I just say, Good night, Mum. Mm-hmm. Love you <laughs> And so as long as I have that Southern Cross above me as well, I know that Mum's there too. I have this thing in my head that, you know, she's she's um, just near the Southern Cross, I reckon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when she was alive, um, you know how you said it's just so nice to feel like I'm not alone. But mm. you wouldn't have felt alone beforehand because she was alive. Yeah. But it's a uh, a different kind of uh, comfort, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yes, because... When they're here physically, I believe, like, you can you can feel alone if they're not sitting at the table with you. Mm. Um, you know, I felt that, you know, you're sort of more with them only when you can see them. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. But mm. I think now I just feel whenever I need her, she's always there. Yeah, and I was never, ever lonely either when she was here because I could just pick up the phone and talk to her, mm. you know. Um, but it's a different feeling. It's like a protection. It's a warmth and a comfort is the feeling that I get. Um, and I just talk to her all the time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's yeah, it's beautiful. It's a really, it, to get you through the most worst times of grief and to know that you know you may never get to smell their hair again or to physically hug them but you can do that if you close your eyes and think you know close your eyes and think about how beautiful that hug felt and the warmth that you felt from their love and you can still feel it now you really are making me tear up But it's so but it, beautiful, it, it, and the way you maintain the relationship's really beautiful too. You know, I, it's and I do day. that through. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, that's right, and I think that's how I've helped. How I've got through that too, I suppose. Um, you know, is it's just sort of the the grief of not having her here physically. It, it's just moved on now the grief's not as bad it's moved on to a comfort to know that she is still here you know just that I can't see her that's all but I can feel her as I said when I get the goosebumps she's there 
<laughs> and it's beautiful. I just, I love it. I just think I'm just so lucky, you know, and it is a com- it's a huge comfort. Have you had that kind of experience with anyone else in, in your family? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. When I was little, like, my dad was sick for my whole life that we shared together, the four years. He was so, and I was his shadow. Um, this is the stories that mum and my sisters have told me that he, I was just two steps behind him all the way. But I don't remember him, but I always, as I was growing up, I always felt that he was, um, I always felt that he was close by. And I suppose that's probably like my mum had great faith as well. And she probably said that to us that dad's in heaven, which I believe, you know, it's, it's whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, but I, I never had the feeling where I could, would talk to him and ask him a question, probably because I didn't know him to, if you, if, does that make sense? Like I didn't know him to be able to ask him a question but I just knew that he was there as well um in the distance I suppose um but not as strong as it was with as it is with mum yeah but um I do believe that you know that wherever they are they are together because that's just my belief yes but um I don't no I haven't really um I had another experience where I had a very vivid vivid dream about my beautiful gran my mum's mum and um she was sitting on the end of my bed and and um I woke up and I was sure that she was actually sitting on the end of my bed and um she had a big smile on her face and just waved goodbye to me and just just went and that made me cry, but um, it just made me feel happy too that she knew where I was as well. Mm. But, um, yeah. So it was a, a loving experience, not a scary experience. No, not a scary experience at all. It was beautiful. Mm. It was so – it was beautiful, yeah. And there, that just that comfort that you get, you know. And I, I suppose I was so lucky to have such a close um, family. And, you know, and – one of the last things my mum said to um, my sisters and I when she was dying was she said, we never had much money, but gee, didn't we have a lot of happy times? Mm. And she was so right. You know, that to me is really what is more important than anything is just that that relationship that you have with the, your, the people that, that mean so much to you and that you, you know that are responsible for your being you know, for being here completely. Mm. And um, we were so lucky to have such a beautiful um, family life growing up. We were just so lucky. And I think that's how you can become so close as well and how that closeness will never go. Mm. It'll never go. And I I think when my time's up that my mum will be, she'll be there, she'll be the first one to meet me, I think. Mm. I'm sure of that. <laughs> it also I'm really reminds- sure of that. It also reminds us that relationships happen between us, maybe even between our souls, you know, when we're, we think that it's all about, like you said, when they're sitting there at the kitchen table, but the relationship isn't a physical thing, is it? It's how we feel between us and we, 
Absolutely. We don't have to let go of that feeling even though we can't see the person. They could be no. past or no. they could be on the other side of the world or mm-hmm. sitting right beside us and we might feel the same in all three cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true um, because it's just, it, it, yeah, it, you don't have to physically see them. You just have that warmth and that feel that you just know that they're there. And that great comfort. And no matter how hard and difficult things may be, just to know that they're there is just the race half run anyway. It's just beautiful. And that gives you strength to carry on when you need it most as well. You know, um, I think that's really important too when you can feel so down that you just know that all you have to do is ask and um help will be there in some form Mm. Mm, that's how I feel (laughs) it's beautiful (laughs) I'm blessed I'm sure I'm blessed it's just so nice it's just I feel so lucky but I was blessed to have the mum that I had Mm. and still have yes still my mum well said well said well I feel very lucky to have had this conversation and for you to be sharing this conversation with me and with our podcast listeners. Thank you, Helen. It has been, you really have moved me. My, te- <laughs> my eyes have all teared up. But, it, but it's, you know, I, I know you live in such a real world way and you live with so much love in your heart and for your family and for your friends. And I didn't say in the introduction, but the listeners might have cottoned on that we do swim together. We, you know, it's really special. Not that swimming's so special, but it's just that nice um, thing to to share it, our interest yeah. in swimming. And um, so it's just what I'm trying to say is it's so beautiful to talk about these note experiences with someone who lives with so much love in their heart and so much kindness for your fellow beings and for me and uh, for our listeners. And I'm feel very, very appreciative that you've shared with us. Thank you, Marion. Oh, thank you, Helen. And if I can just help one person to understand that, you know, if you lose somebody, that's not the end of them. Just to open up your heart and your mind to to know that they're still there um, and to know that just talk to them and they'll come and visit, you know. They'll come to you if you need them and, and that's such a great comfort. That's, mm. that's what got me through. And to share like you would as if they were still there, talk to them in the good times and talk to them in, yep. the in between times and ask them for help in the bad times but build yep. that relationship. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have no regrets. That's it. Absolutely. That's so true. Well, I'm really pleased too because I really enjoyed sharing my that as well. And um, yeah, thank you, Helen. <laughs> well, it's been my pleasure.